0: Hello and welcome to the Restore Yourself podcast. I am your host, Timothy Waterman. I am a teacher of metaphysics. I am a personal breakthrough guide. (laughs) I also refer to myself as a channel of universal wisdom, a spiritual guide, you could say. And the whole reason that I do this podcast is to help people Feel better to feel (laughs) more alive to get more enjoyment out of this life and to recognize uh that your heart my heart already hold the answers to our most meaningful fulfilling purposeful and yes enjoyable life (laughs) so thank you for uh thank you for joining me on today's episode I'm really excited to just share what's alive and real for me today. So one of the things I've been learning in my business is to go with the flow, to go where the energy and the excitement is. (laughs) And so I was just asking myself earlier, like, what do I most want to speak about? What do I most want to share? And so, of course, this subject matter comes back to relationship with self because (laughs) here we are in this life and so many of us have been told about death. (laughs) We've been told that death is the end and so therefore there's a whole lot of fear around death. I mean and I can relate to this like I 12 years ago like I was terrified you know 12-13 years ago I was terrified to get on a plane like I was terrified to get in a plane because I was, you know, the thoughts that were perpetuating was like, what if the plane goes down? And so most of my 20s, I actually didn't fly. Um, You might have, you know, it might have been the fear around 9-11 and um, just, you know, worst case scenario was playing in my head and just, you know, like I just really couldn't do it in my 20s. However, towards the end of my 20s, I started to Understand my mind differently, (laughs) and you know, just understand limiting beliefs and fears and insecurities. And I just started to have a shift in my energy, a shift in my energy. And you know, when I got into my early 30s, I started just to have this remembrance that my soul, you know, my conscious awareness is eternal, like it's eternal. It's, it never ends like the consciousness, the awareness, what is looking through these eyes, you know, what is receiving the data that is heard through my ears, the consciousness, the awareness, that which is aware never ends. just a deep knowing that I came back to the remembrance of, and in that remembrance that helped alleviate all of this fear you know, like this fear of like, to me, it's really, in my experience, it's like mind based fear, the mind believes that it is, you know, the mind believes that it it can all end, you know, because the mind is a physical organism. And so, you know, the mind doesn't like the idea that it could end. (laughs) If you ask me, because again, the mind is physical. Whereas the spirit, the soul is non-physical, it's spiritual. So it is therefore eternal. Consciousness is eternal. And again, this is just a deep knowing and remembrance that I came back to within my own body, within my own heart. Just It was just a knowing and that knowing created peace and alleviated so much fear. Uh, and so I, I feel like that started to happen around the age of 30 for me. so that's about... 10 years ago. So, I don't want people to misunderstand me uh, and what I'm saying here. So, you know, the, the, the title is basically along the lines of why I no longer fear death. And, I, and again, it has much to do with what I just shared that it's in that knowingness that I am my, my consciousness, my soul, my awareness is eternal. So, in the remembrance and the knowing of that, it's alleviated all this fear around death. So what I'm not saying is that like, if I was in the woods and some, you know, wild animal was chasing me, I'm not saying I would just stand there and be like, I'm not afraid of death and let the let the animal like, you know, attack me for whatever reason. My body is a physical organism. Again, the mind is wired for survival. And so if there's a threat in my physical environment and the intention of that whatever it is, you know, whether it's an animal, a person, if there's a threat near me that wants to do me harm, like, you know, and our bodies are wired to be alerted to when something in our environment wants to do us harm. If that were the case, of course, my mind is still going to start to pump the adrenaline. (laughs) And, you know, just the, the other stress hormones to get my body ready to run. Because, you know, when there's a physical threat, the body, based on my understanding, goes into this mode of survival. It wants to survive, the body, the organisms, it all wants to survive. So it starts to release, you know, like chemicals in the body that are designed to help us run like there's no tomorrow, or it could be to, you know, fight off an attack or something like that. So if my physical body were threatened or felt endangered, like it's gonna start to do the thing to start to run and get to safety. The whole point of that is to get to safety. It's like, to me, the same thing that we hear about like gazelles, you know, gazelles in nature, like when they know there's a threat, they're designed to run like there is no tomorrow. And then when they feel that they are safe, the body starts to calm down. And animals, I've heard, (laughs) And, you know, and many like research type things, like when the threat is perceived as gone, they do just calm down and come back into the present moment. It's like, you know, the threat is gone. They just come back to the present moment and start living their lives again. Whereas humans, you know, like we we can kind of carry that with us beyond that present moment when we feel safe and kind of like be really troubled by that experience for a long time. I'm not saying that's wrong. It's just something I've I've heard that you know is I've heard there is a difference between animals and humans. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify again that I'm not saying that <laughs> my body is not wired for survival because it is. <laughs> it's going to do what it needs to do to get to safety. That's going to happen. What I am saying is that what shifted for me is that I no longer live my day-to-day in this kind of consuming, you know, like, what if I die? What's after death? And, you know, like, how do I avoid it? You know, like, there used to be that looming kind of like shadow hanging over me, and that has not been hanging over me for a very long time, (laughs) a very, very long time. Have there been instances where my body did feel my body, my mind did feel like there was a threat in the environment? I mean, yeah, both living in a, a big city for a long time and also being out in very remote areas of nature, there's been times where my my mind felt that there was potentially a threat in the environment, and so it would wire my body to be ready to run type thing. Thankfully, all of those instances, you know, everything was completely fine. But again. To me, what I'm really honing in on is that looming, you know, what if I die? You know, what's after death? Like all of that has just it went away. And to tie back around to flying on planes, like, yeah, all of my 30s, anytime I've had to fly in a plane, I've just felt such a peace about it. And a big aspect of that is really learning how to stay in the present moment. And so meditation helped. Me with that a lot (laughs) to really be in the present moment. And so I developed like this game on planes where I'm, I just tell myself, oh, I'm just in this room, this container, and it's just moving. (laughs) You know, I can look out the window and there's pretty scenery, but it's just a game I developed like, oh, I'm just in this room and it's moving. And, you know, I just like left it at that and just stayed in the present moment and told myself, like, I'm going to get there fine. You know, I have a whole lot of life left to live. Feel that deeply so much life left to live and um, yeah my 30s it's been a non-issue I just feel like just feel at peace you know anytime I have to fly uh, just again having that knowing that remembrance uh, that you know my consciousness is eternal my consciousness always goes on so that's brought so much peace into my life a couple things I wanted to share on this subject that actually helped me, again, to have this this really sense of peace in my life. Uh, I guess you could say some supporting details. One that really was beneficial early on, this is probably many years ago, was discovering the story of Anita Morjani. Uh, Anita Morjani has uh, published more than one book, the first one being called Dying to Be Me, and then the follow-up book is called What If This is Heaven. These are the two that at least I'm aware of right now, and I actually own uh, both of those books on uh, audiobook. And so bringing up the first book, Dying to Be Me, uh, what stood out to me about Anita's story was that she, she actually did come as close to death (laughs) as one might be able to Uh, she had a very aggressive form of cancer and in the book the way I recall it was that she talked about that when she almost did actually die like her body was pretty much like skin and bones like she kind of didn't even like look like a person anymore and um, her awareness her consciousness did leave her body she saw She saw her body from outside her body, (laughs) and she spends time in what she calls the other realm, uh, which is, to me, the way she describes it is the oneness that we all are. She went into the oneness as a point of consciousness, a point of awareness. To me, that's the eternal aspect of us. And she saw what was happening to her body in the hospital room. She was able to see what was going on down the hallway in the hospital, like conversations that were happening amongst the staff about her. Uh, she describes being able to see her brother flying on a plane to try to come be with her, her body before her, you know, before she let go of her body. And the things that she describes in that book about, you know, being in the other realm or the the isness, the oneness, <laughs> the consciousness that is eternal, was pretty like just pretty incredible. And it spoke to me deeply, I felt it in my, my heart and my soul. And that just felt like, it felt like just supporting evidence to that knowing that I already had. And then also, uh, I just become aware of many other, what are referred to as near death experiences. And so to clarify, um, <laughs> Anita's awareness did come back into her body. It's a pretty cool story that after her soul her awareness decided to come back into her body she was out of the hospital i think within just like 4 weeks or something like that she describes it in the book but the way i'm remembering it was about like 4 weeks or something she was out of the hospital and the doctors were kind of like we don't understand how you <laughs> recovered this quickly and in the book she talks about like it was just a soul uh, it was a soul commitment to come back and to live and so when her soul came back with that, like, I'm going to be here, I'm going to live this life, I'm going to live it differently, um, like her body recovered really quickly. And she talks a lot about in that book that one of the biggest things that, you know, that led her to that space of that near-death experience was, was a lot of fear and also not being herself. You know, she had a lot of fear uh, in her life in general. And then she also just wasn't being her authentic self, and so between those two things, it just led to this, um, led to this decay of her human body. And when she was in the other realm, the Isness, she was able to see, you know, like the choices that she had made in her life thus far. That had a lot to do with fear, and a lot to do with not uh, being herself. And so when she was able to see that clearly. From the soul perspective, you know, from the the oneness, the isness, she had that information coming back into uh, her body to to realize that she could choose to live differently, beyond you know so much fear and beyond so much denial of her true self. So it's um it's an amazing story. I I highly recommend it. And then I was about to shift into. I wanted to circle back and make sure I kind of closed up that point. But what I was about to get into is that. I've also just become aware of so many other what are often referred to near-death experiences. And Zach Bush, I love, uh, I love Zach Bush, and he's in a lot of great interviews. And I remember, remember, I heard him. I believe it was on the the Rich Roll podcast. Tell a story of how, you know, he was a doctor, and he described this one night where, you know, he was involved with, um, but the people were on the table you know and you know him and his team were there to help you know try and keep the people alive resuscitate them and again the way i recall this story is that in one night you know three people did essentially um flatline if you will and you know him and his team worked really um diligently to bring them back you know to bring life back into their body and again this is the way i recall that story it was some years ago, but the way the way it stood out to me is that um, all three people that night <laughs> that him and his team resuscitated, basically, as soon as they had, you know, came back into their body, there was life in their body again, they woke up, they said to him, uh, why did you bring me back? <laughs> why did you bring me back? And they just described all three of them you know, this oneness, um, this love, you know, this, you know, unconditional love, this, you know, like white light on the other side. I'm doing my best to just, you know, describe the details that I recall, uh, because I saw this interview a few years back, but that is the way that I remember it. And there's that, and then just so many other stories about, you know, people that had a near death experience. And when their awareness left their body, they were just aware of unconditional love and So many people, again, these are the stories that I've heard, so many people when they come back from a near-death experience, uh, their awareness, they choose to live and their awareness comes back into their body that many of them just live without fear uh, after having come back because they just know (laughs) what happens when you leave the body. They know that it's just unconditional love uh, on the other side. So all of those, again, just have felt like supporting evidence uh, to support this knowing that I found for myself so many years ago. And that's just given me so much peace in my life. Um, just peace and just able to like be here, live life, enjoy life, and not be worried about all of these worst case scenarios, not being worried that life is out to get me. Um, that's a fear that I had deeply in my 20s and in my 30s i've just shed so many layers of that where it's just like i finally was finally was able to see that life is not out to get me <laughs> life actually wants me to live and make the most of my life and so releasing that fear has just given me so much permission to live to live more fully and to enjoy my life not having this big shadow of worrying about death hanging over me um it just create, it's created a lot of ease in my body and my nervous system in general, uh, just having that deep knowing. And this is my experience. I'm just sharing it with you because it's real. And I feel like, you know, I often hear stories that one of the biggest things that like mass populations still fear is that, you know, there is nothing after death. And so, there's like this huge shadow hanging over so many people. And I get it because I used to be there, but also I've just found (laughs) that remembrance, that knowing with myself and life has shown me a lot of uh, supporting evidence and data to affirm that knowing that I found for myself within, which has just helped me again, just (laughs) have a life that feels easier in my body, Uh, feeling more relaxed in my body, and just able to appreciate and get more out of my life. So that is something that I wanted to just create uh, a short episode and share because it just really felt um, meaningful on my heart. I just want to speak more about what feels really meaningful to me and what's really made a difference in my life. And so this is one of those subjects that I wanted to just get on here and speak about and share. Uh, if you are interested in Anita Morjani's uh, first book, Dying to Be Me, where I you know, reference some of her story, I will link that in the show notes. And if I'm able to find that, that rich role interview with uh, Zach Bush, I, I may link that as well. Uh, forgive me if I didn't remember all the details perfectly, but both stories, um, the Zach Bush story and Anita Morjani's story, really did... Um, give me strong impressions so i did my best to <laughs> share the details as best as i can recall them years later um i've listened to that dying to be me book by anita morjani several times so did my best to recall the details as accurately as i could but if i you know slightly remember them incorrectly you know please uh offer me some grace <laughs> uh but again that's what i that's what i recall to the best of my ability so Uh, I hope this has been helpful to you. If you want to know more about me uh, and the services that I offer, you can find them in uh, all my relevant links in the show notes, uh, including just, you know, uh, other platforms that you can view my content, my material, my messages on. That's all going to be linked in the show notes. And uh, yeah, if you ever feel like you might want to explore some Uh, personal breakthrough work with me or spiritual guidance again all those relevant links will be in the show notes so thank you so much for taking the time to watch or listen today if you have uh, enjoyed this episode just know that there's a number of ways that you can spread the word you can of course like um, share a link with a friend you know by email or text message You can post this episode on social media. Uh, Depending on the platform, you can give it a like or give it a star rating or leave a comment or a review. Uh, All of those are ways that you can help spread spread this message if it's really been important and meaningful to you. And then also this is a listener supported podcast. So if you would like to support uh, me in the production of this podcast financially, there will be a link at the end of the show notes where you can do that if you feel so called. So thanks again. Great to have you here. And I look forward to uh, (laughs) connecting and sharing more messages on a future episode. Until then, much love and namaste.